good evening or morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Afternoon, perhaps. It's a trucking driver podcast, and I'm Dougie Rankin. This is Chris Madison in Darkest Kent. Yeah, we're on one of these mobile podcasts again. We're doing it purely on Zoom. So you're in dark. You, you, wait, 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 wait. You're in Kent. Aye. How can you be in Kent? Have you been clamped yet? Uh, no, I think there's only a, a little bit of Kent where you get noted. Because when I came down tonight, down A21, all the laybys were full and there was no clamping going on. So I don't know. It must be A2, something similar. No, I'm down. What are they full of? British trucks or foreign yeah. ones? What? No, Britishers. They were all uh, packed up for night, back doors open type nonsense. Um, and then I dived onto 21 to come down at Tunbridge and round, and they were all topside. Yeah, that's what you're up to. This is a change of scenery from what you were doing. I've been getting around a bit of late. Um, South Coast seems to be my new home. I was down in Chichester, all over the spot last week. And then today I've come down with two drops, lettuce plants to... I don't know where I am, to be honest. I've forgotten. Where are you? Uh, You're in like a lay-by or what? Are you no, no, I'm, I'm on farm. I'm, I'm in a farm, yeah. I'm at... Uh, Hadlow, which is kind of above Tunbridge, below Ditton. Nobody delivered you some dinner, no? Are you starving? Do you not have any dinner? No, I didn't think I'd be here tonight. I thought we were going to push up to uh, Framlingham at Dartford and stop there tonight, but apparently you can't park up with that one, so I've stopped here. So. Mm-hmm. How, are you, how are you enjoying it? And besides, this is like, what, the second week you've got the Foden back since it was redone? Yeah, second or third. Third, probably. Is it all right? No, it's not all right, but um, that's ongoing, so we'll leave that one well alone for now. Mm. Mm. How <laughs> annoying, the saga. How was your Scania with the three-pedal Opticruise that you had for it, a week as well? It was a wee two when it came. It was supposed to be a three, but it, it, it was a two. Two-pedal? Uh, oh, well, that's all right, then. You didn't have to mess about getting used to the, the half-and-half transmission. It really did pull well, and it... Um, it did what it said on the tin, fleet spec scan you. It was just. What was it, a, a 440 or a 450? 440, 13 plate. About mm. a million clicks or so. It was. Uh, Last of the Euro 5s. Mm. Oh, that's all right, then. It developed an interesting shake at 50. Mm. Well, fuel balance or something would that be? What would that be? Must be prop. I'd have thought it was. Uh, it wasn't coming up through steering, it was coming up through arse end. It was like. Being one of these belt massages at Fabric. Mm. That's a weird one. Oh well, at least they got you through. At least they yeah. got you through a week. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And I, when I dropped it back, the chap was going to get it over the pit and give it a good, uh, a good cut to look at. But no, I was glad to have it because we dropped in the shit massively at zero notice. And obviously, when that daft five thirty had to go back after a fortnight back to motors would have been out with a wheelbarrow that week. So, no, I was, I was grateful to be able to hire it because there was bugger all else to hire in Yorkshire at that point, it seems. It wasn't easy. No, it wasn't easy to get a hold of a truck in general, you know, because um, there's demonstrators floating about, but you've got to go and book them month, months in advance, you know, or, or at least weeks in advance. To get something short notice is, is um, not easy. I mean, there's... Um, Trucks are busy. The roads are busy with trucks. There doesn't seem to be anybody with stuff parked parked up in too many sectors. It seems to be full steam ahead. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, 
I think that my old carry-on on the docks still a nightmare for some firms because they still don't seem to have got the systems in place to get these customs cleared, trailers booked in and, and dropped off at the dock. There are other ferry companies I do know that are having stand yards near the dock, so if there's anything that's dragging its ass with clearance for export, they're able to drop them in a yard and then get them ferried in as, as and when they're accepted. So the subbies, the holiers, can drop and get going again mm. rather than sit for six and seven hours, which is our problem. I mean, granted, I didn't have any of that problem, but quite a lot of lads on our job did. Yeah. Um, I was just finding that the combination of the rate cuts, brackets, rate to rise, it was hard mm-hmm. to fathom. And the lack of availability of trailers, we could have 55 trailers sitting on dock on the morning that were all on block hold. And by two o'clock at afternoon, they might have all been off hold like that. Or it might have only had five and six trailers by three o'clock afternoon. So you can't you can't sit around like seventy five mile away from home waiting for Christmas. So I had to do something. No. So I did. Oh, it seems to be that there's quite a few British holidays that are doing quite well out this now in European work. I have noticed. And yeah. there's also um, there's a thing as well that lots of people stockpiled before Brexit as well. So they're now like, there's now a drop-off, there's not as much stuff moving, and it's like, well, yeah, it's because people have stockpiled stuff in now when they would normally have reordered it, they're not, because they've got it in stock and things, so there's like some funny things going on, but there's, yeah. people, doing, there's people doing better out this than there were before. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of kind of poorly, poor-looking foreign trucks. When I had that Volvo FM for a week and I drove past you on the motorway and didn't see you, sorry, but you were in your Scania and not your phone. Yes. Yeah, one or two lads saw me today on 25 and I think their heads nearly fell off when they saw me because I, uh, I had a fair bit of flashing wave to do. And it's probably 2000 and, 2008, 2009 when she last touched M25, told last. Uh, watch what you're doing with direct vision standard because if you go and miss a junction at parts of the M25 and come off and go and turn around at Heathrow or something to go back then you're in the DVS zone and they'll find you for it even though uh, you're just stepping inside the 25 there's certain bits of it you've got to be really careful with so just be careful of it 10 cameras to the fucking I've I've got a farm in Dartford in the morning and then I'm straight back up 11 and gone. So I'll do them. That's as close as I want to get, to be right, to Sadiq's empire. I'm, uh, I'm happy I going now. Bradford was fun, and that Volvo FM. Brilliant, brilliant truck for the city. Going to sit in low, really good visibility from the windows and everything. It was the ideal thing for driving about and dealing with the lunatic driving in Bradford, because I was unloading at the back of... Valley Parade Stadium um, parked illegally on zigzags so if the police came along I was getting three points but it was the only way we could um, unload it and the car drives it's like a ra- Bradford's like a bloody race circuit so there's no, there's no rules so the Volvo, little Volvo did well at that we'll say that for it like I'm not yeah. in, I'm not in any hurry to go into cities in the city centres you know it's not no. much fun in a truck no, yeah. They've announced this afternoon Bath, of all places, have decided to stick a daily charge on yeah, uh, trucks and buses. 
and they've managed to go and stick it right at the little edge of town with a little important bit of road that you need to drive through. So it's got nothing to do with Bath City Centre. It's to do with making a bit of revenue from people that can't avoid the route, you know. You yeah. know I, used to, I used to work and live close to Bath, and it's a hellish place for anything to do with vehicles, and they hate lorries. So I feel sorry for anybody that's trying to, like, uh, circumnavigate it because it's not easy because it's stuck in that valley. If you completely want to avoid Bath, it's not that easy. No. I've done a fairly good job for the last 25 years of avoiding Bath, so I'll just carry on as we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've done a fairly, yeah. uh, a fairly respectable job of avoiding Brands Arch and uh, Rootham as well, but I'm going to get a face full of Rootham and come on at Junction 2 tomorrow for old times and get up that climb. When I first bought this, I'd been sort of put up to it by a guy called Martin Hancock. He ran a brand new 54-plate Cat C12 Alpha on a mm. Stanley Doors when I started. He was on there. And then we both wound up pulling Hanson's aggregates out of Pollington and um, uh, Nuneaton. And every afternoon, he'd usually get north at River because he's... Uh, a jammy get and I'd get south at River I'd be in bloody Vauxhall or somewhere and, uh, mm. and we'd reconvene at Rootham at a quarry and we'd uh, we'd load bags of kiln dried sand for for none eating and we'd get back on at that junction too he'd come out of Rootham he's halfway up the hill and um, he'd just annihilate me going up there with his cat just spank me and leave me there I think of the uh, fuel you saved though well, I this is it. You know, I was getting eight and a half of a week, and he was getting a good seven at a push. <laughs> but yeah, he'd be at Red Lion Cow Park with a beer in his hand about twenty-five minutes before me every night. So you know, mm. it's all comes down to priorities, don't it? But um, I've not no. been on that. I've not been on that slip road for some years. So I'll, I'll get up there in the morning, and I might just uh, I might take a picture and send it to Mister Hancock in Spain on his sun lounger. Bless him. Oh. Sounds lovely. Spain, sunshine, holidays. Hmm, wonder if any of that's going to happen. Well, I tell you, two, two months from now, we're supposed to be having a truck show in Wales. Convoy, hmm. where, is it Cymru? How do you say it? Cymru? Cymru? I don't know. That's apparently good. We've got the go-ahead for this, apparently. I don't have any details on it, but we're allowing yeah. 4,000 people through the gate per day. 1,000 trucks, camping, camper vans and caravans, if you want. And there's going to be food stands, booze, and entertainment. And it sounds like a normal event. And that's happening in two months' time in Wales. And my boss yeah. is resolute that it's going to happen and we've got the all clear. And I still can't understand how, because Mark Drakeford's um, regime have only just opened up the non-essential aisles in a supermarket, you know. Where, you know, if your tin opener breaks, you weren't getting a new one until the, this week. Mm. So that's a part. It's all going ahead. I had a look at where Pembrey was as well, because I'll be going to that. It's seven and a half hours from my house. I can literally get to several points in Ireland much quicker than I can driving to Pembrey. Yeah. <laughs> I had a thought that I could have got a lorry, like a demo unit, and see, could have seen if I'd got a run to South Wales and part the lorry, been there for the weekend. But I'm on deadline week with the magazine the week after, so I can't. I just need to go home again. If it's yeah. actually, if it's going to happen. <laughs> I am surprised Drakeford's going to let anything happen but yeah you know I've booked a table at Rose and Crown at Village for the 17th of uh, April so I'm just focused on that 
Several Who pints does? of Timmy Taylor's and a steak on Saturday night. That'll do. Welcome back. It's not long ago, that. But it looks like the EU and Europe are making a complete mess of the whole vaccine rollout. They've had an absolute disaster with it, and it's not getting any better. So the weird turnaround is Plague Island, the UK, the, disa- the Brexit disaster, the whole population is going to be vaccinated, and like huge swathes of France, Italy, and Germany aren't. And we're going to, it's going to be a, a, a weird summer. But anyway, towards the end of the month, we've got it confirmed in the diary. You've got this Volvo F8 16750 coming at the end of the month. And I've also got the 770 booked. So that's like most exciting for us. We're hey, but a super fucking coming up. Aye. And you can guarantee that week I've got that, it'll be all lightweight. Polystyrene to Norwich or something. It? There won't be a hill anywhere. I'll just have to go up and down Woodhead on a weekend with Summerton just to see how she'll go. Uh, probably just probably exactly the same as with the polystyrene on it. You won't notice a difference. Mm. <laughs> yeah, ironic. Uh, I've not driven a Volvo for that many years and then to get that one to play with it. No, it's the it's, it's same as that FM. It's a pre-production model, but they seem to be 99% there. I think you might yeah. find the ra- the radio might glitch on you a little bit and cut out a couple of times, but apart from that, that FM was absolutely spot on. I really enjoyed mm. driving it. I was just glad to get out of the house. That did my mental health and overall well-being a world of good, being out there doing that. So the, yeah. the, the next week, having this 770, working it for Alan Davy, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I could be night tramping. There's going to be a lot of grim RDC work. I just hope I get a lot of mileage. Just you yeah. know, I just I just want to sit and sit and crack up um, eight nine hour driving days. Thanks very much from one end of the country to the other. I don't want to be scuffing around the Midlands, dropping here, there, and everywhere. But not that not that I'm going to get a choice in the matter. But it'll be nice to be. Out. I've not had an S cab. I've not had a new S cab. The, the, the two that I've driven have been used ones with yeah. about three hundred thousand on them, and I thought they were maybe a little bit wobbly. But I always the Ten to thousand, but well, I thought the Renault Range T handled better. But then again, that was a brand new one I drove, so we shall see. And then the the month after that, I have got a humble Iveco Sway four sixty, just the pure normal one, and I'm driving that for Pollock Scott Trans, um, who people were getting very excited about last week because they're now part of Gregory's. Yeah, and, what's that about then? Were they uh, struggling or or what? No. I think they've just decided that um, being part of a larger group in solidarity is a wise way to go. The directors have all sold out, I believe, but Scott Pollock's staying on to run the business. Yeah. I know, Scott. I mean, the lorry, the work's going to stay the same. The trailers and the trucks are going to stay the same. What the drivers are doing is going to remain exactly the same. They're just part of a bigger group. I think there was a mad panic where people were thinking the 5.30... 540 trucks are going to be taken off them and replaced with brown 450s, which um, isn't going to happen. Pollock are going to retain their completely original identity. So, yeah, good. I've got that. I've got that booked for um, when's that going to be? March, April, and then it starts getting very messy with short deadlines and shows and bloody program events, assuming things open up and go back yeah. to normal, so I'm not sure what to drive after that. I've got an opportunity to drive my old Foden. I could probably get it out in the Kingspan 
Um, Stephen, who sold, I sold it to, has had to buy a Renault Range T High from Mick Moody because the customer was insisting on Euro 6 and turning the top of beautiful white fridge trailers, uh, sooty black, was not going down very well. The Foden was blackening all the trailers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. It's not like, it's just sort of the, the, the reek, like the smoke that comes out that exhaust, that's like the sort of thing that um, a Thunberg type would um, report you for it. It would offend them to such a great degree. But I reckon yeah. it's just good old heavy carbon. It just sinks back down to the earth uh, mm. again, you know. I think it's more dangerous to have small particles floating in the air. Aye. I've got no scientific basis for this. That's just what I think. No, I don't think a lot of the buggers have got scientific basis, have they? The spouting changes from one decade to the next, you know. Or diesel heroes 20 years since, and now suddenly, oh, it's the roots of all like cows. Mm. Do you have like a first event or a show pencil dinner and then to go to? I've entered Devon, which is a bit adventurous from uh, home Firth, but I have entered Devon because I thought might be a jolly old jingle down there if I can get a load down somewhere near. Oh, something like that load down there, it'll be great. Ah, the scenery is beautiful down in Devon. Well, I entered last year. And obviously it got kicked into touch first one because of this COVID job. Mm. And and they had an online show, you know, like a virtual show, and I won shiny old thing or uh, geriatric working. Best, best silver food. Right. Anyway, Lyndon Davis at um is it Lyndon Davis, isn't it? At White Diamond, he um he dished the prizes out and he uh, he sent me a hell of a box full. Up to mm-hmm. work for winning that. I mean, a hell of a box full. Um, five litre containers of all kinds of stuff, uh, dressing and this and that, and bundles of towels and microfibers and bloody blue pearl and all. anyway, very much appreciated. And I told him so. And um, and then obviously they managed to get a show on in summer, didn't they? And I, I was booked to go, and I just I just couldn't bring myself to go. I was sort of COVID miserable, I think, so I didn't go. But um. I said I'd go this year, so I've uh, I've entered. So the intention is to throw some tackle on catwalk and get gone. So we'll see. But well, that'll be good. Have a jolly down there. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get slightly knocked if all I can do this summer is go to truck shows and I can't leave the country or do anything like that. You know, that's mm. annoying. My Irish passport is currently on hiatus again because the Irish have shut down the passport department. Um, in Cork so they can't send me my documents back I'm like come on we need to get back to normal a bit at the moment uh, we're not opening we're having no more normality until May but I need to go down to England to pick up my Vectra in April I'm just going to go and do it and we've started yeah. doing photo shoots as well I've started to be getting like mid-level anxious about having content for the magazine because we've usually shot so much more and there's so much more happening Still looking yeah. for lorries for features. We're going, we're photographing that 770 on Friday. Tom Cunningham's doing something for us on Saturday. I'm going to see two Iveco S-ways in Preston with Steve McCann on Saturday. We've got two Volvo crane trucks to go and see just after that. Well, it's probably, The weekends are getting consumed. We're trying to build shall, up the um, level of content. I shall have a word with Richard in our yard for you because his two brand new motors will be on the road this spring 
when they come back from Holland and being extensively fiddled with. Um, I don't know whether he wants them to be in a magazine or not, but I should be. Uh, I should be surprised if not. Cause it seems a hell of a lot of work to go to. They are both stunning. There's a Volvo XXL cab, you know, sort of double bed size Volvo, and his new 650 Scania. So I, I will ask him. I'll ask the question, but they will be definitely worth sending Tom down to have a look at because they mm. are off the scale. Absolutely off the scale. So I'll uh, I'll mention it and see what he says. It's a bit time it bloody warmed up. I'll say that the weather forecast that's on my screen here for tomorrow down here at Tunbridge is it's going to be fourteen tomorrow. It's up six degrees on today. Oh, that sounds beautiful. It's almost mankini weather that down here. That's been cutting me in half. It's been like two and a half, three degrees here for several days in a row. I'm glad to be back out of the house because I sneaked back to the office last week on the basis that I came back from driving that Volvo FM and I felt really good and so much better than I came back to my empty house and had like a massive come down. It was just the worst feeling ever. So I'm back in the office in East Kilbride because that is it's yeah. really helpful to be able to get out of the house in the morning and listen to some music in the car and come mm. in there fresh and motivated. I wrote 4,000 words one mon- last Monday, and I would have done about 400 otherwise and spent the day staring at the wall. Yeah, yeah. Now i got to get out. Absolutely. I need to go. And I was doing it with my mate Brian's working in the garage on cars and things. And that's about it. That's the, ex- that's the entire extent of my life. It's just Monday to Friday, work on the magazine, sit at home in front of the telly. I've been binge-watching Shit's Creek, and I go to my mum and dad's for dinner on Saturday and they've started hiding the wine from me because I've been yeah. treating it I've been treating it like some sort of night out. I've been taking like painkillers <laughs> and then yeah. and then drink and then drinking. Up. Yeah, drinking like two large tankery gins and then like battering through the door into the house and then drinking all the white wine. And I, I noticed it was very much rationed at the weekend there. And I was like, mm, where's the wine going? But I was trying to like stop that anyway. I've been trying to sober up. I went for a 13, I went for a very ill-advised 13 kilometer walk last Sunday because I was running 14 miles like last year, but I've done nothing since then. And it took me yeah. until probably last Friday before my knees and my legs felt normal again as well. Cause I was trying to like detox and not take any painkillers and everything like that. And I was Yeah. Agony. I was waking up in the night with my knees in fire and I was like, uh, Yeah, my crazy wife's doing 15k most days at the minute. She's um Oh, it's far too cold. No way. No way. Tapped. It needs yeah. to get up to double figures. Sunday morning she'll get up at half six and go and do 15k before breakfast, and then I'll sort of get up and wonder where she is and think she's been abducted. But but then I remember that she's mental and she's out running. Oh no, I'm not doing. I'm not doing it until the temperature reaches double figures, and that's the end of it. I quite happily run when it's 25 degrees. I'm not doing it when it's cold. I hate the cold. I'm sitting wearing my Cookie Monster dressing gown now, beside the radiator because I'm cold. Super mm, glamorous, but now that it's a lot lighter in the evenings, and I'm trying to like be more motivated. Um, I'm trying to get out and do some more bits and pieces of it of an evening and make more of things because I've got loads of vehicles lying about the place anyway. I've got that Vectra that that stupid woman crashed 
um, when right. I gave her a loan of it. But I've put a new front end on it tonight, which was all right. Did that before it got dark. So that Good was skills. okay. I need to go and check. And uh, what else do I need to do this week, apart from deadline? I need to go to a scrapyard. Apparently there's a scrapyard in Coat Bridge. has got a radiator set for one of these. So I need to go and see if it's the right one. So I might pop in there tomorrow uh, before right. I go before I go to the office. It's great going to the office because there's an, an artisan baker, a lovely, lovely little baker shop just around the corner. And I go in there and get a salad roll and like a pie or a roll with sausage and black pudding on it and like a cake every day for my lunch. And it's so much better than microwaving. <sighs> Could possibly be the best bakers in the World, perhaps, could it? The world. Aye. The world. Aye. <clears throat> so I've forgotten that, didn't you? No. Speaking of fodder, anyway, and all things positive, if uh, if this Tipex malarkey bears out in summer, then... That's gone ahead. Well, I'm saying, it, if that bears it out... Because it's right at the, the end of... Is, is it right at the end of September? Am I correct? Aye, September into October that weekend, yeah. Yes, that will be good, and that 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 driver's day is totally back on. But excellent. I can't find the details where I wrote down everybody that could come, and quite a few of them were people you knew. So you have to remind me. Yeah, it's fine. There was, was a guy Phil Barton who's going to bring who's going to bring Louisa's dad's old Merc. Ah, that was it, one of them. Right, oh, Matt Waller from Bar Locker Hansons who's going to bring that new fell binder. Mega Aye. tipping tanker and his Merc. There were some other ones. I, I, did, yeah. I, had, I had a list and I can't find it because I've got that many notepads, but I can't find it on email either. But basically, I had a list of everybody and it was getting a bit... I think I had space for 10 and I'd already uh, agreed to like 12 pretty much. Uh, yeah. So it was going to be tight, but it was going to be really good because of that driver's day because we were all supposed to yeah. be going out on the Friday night. And uh, I haven't... Having a great old time in Arrogate. Um, uh-huh. And then, and then that good. got binned. I, w- I was supposed yeah. to be flying away. I was supposed to be away on the Saturday afternoon to catch a flight to yeah, go to a 40th birthday party. Oh, but God, no, that's all like up in the slates. Now, anyway, well, apart from the fact the birthday would have been in May and it's now, it would, now would have been October, so can't see me doing that anyway. Hmm. Yeah. It's got, no, but Tip X and Tank X is dead. That's definitely on. Convoy and the park's on on the 21st and 22nd of August. And they've got that Convoy Thruxton in July. So hopefully that might be on. I'll, pro- I'll go, well, I've kind of like got to go to all the three, what with me being the editor of the magazine. Yeah, yeah. I'm under obligation to be nice to people as well. Yeah. Which we need to keep reminding people, Chris uh, doesn't need, is under no obligation to be nice to you. you Excellent. Know. I was just going to ask you about that because I don't want to be... Uh... I don't want to... No, I'm I'm employed full-time by the magazine. You're just a team trucking driver, you know. Yeah. I like, you know, you're a dick Emery because I like you. <laughs> you are awful, but I like you. You are naughty, <laughs> but I like you. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to be contractually nice to anybody because I find it awfully difficult. Um, yeah, there you go. No, I'm contractually, I'm contractually required to respond to you in a pleasant manner, you know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you've got no chance for Chris. Sorry. Yeah. And again, I apologise if you've sent me a friend request this year because um, oh, I, I just did, I came off. I just deleted them off. 
I came off Facebook for two weeks there, and numerous people thought I did some sort of mental breakdown. Well, it's mm. a bit late for it's a bit late for that. Let me tell you, after everything, yeah, I, I was easy. Well, I figured that anybody who knew me well enough would still be easily able to get a hold of me because I had my yeah. phone number or had me on WhatsApp, or they could like, if they wanted to, they could email the magazine, and I would mm. probably get back to them within at least two weeks. Um. But yeah, I just came off Facebook because it was full of stuff I didn't want to read. Uh, I didn't yeah. want to read about Rangers, Celtic, Scottish nationalism, English nationalism, anti-vaxxing, uh, lefty gobshites, racists. And I was like, this is just scrolling through it. I was like, this is ruining my happiness. And then like finding things out on Facebook as well. That's never a nice way to find things out. You're like, all right, that's what you're up to. I said, like, oh, cheers for telling me that. So yeah. I decided to have a couple of weeks off it, but I actually do need it for work, so I'm back on it again. I'm just not going to post any statuses. My last status was about how I'd entered the work. My work had a virtual cooking competition, and I'd decided to enter a batch of crystal meth. That was my first last <laughs> post. And I think some people thought yeah. I'd maybe got banned for it as well. But no, I just deactivated it for a bit and didn't go on it. And it's quite liberating because it's just full of when you get to the level when you've got thousands of people on it, it's just full of idiots. If I were busy, you know, busy on a farm or, you know, when I were thrown on, I'd not be on it. But it's just this way of life is as It's not as necessary. I can't. You can I actually have, I have a requirement to go on it to get things done. I can't mm. not be on it. But then, again, I can also choose not to look at what anybody else is writing on there. And just write my mm. own stuff and hope that people see it and respond to it, you know? Mm. It's like that, a pressure relief valve on a pressure cooker for me. It's brilliant. If my head's going to split, instead of grabbing the you know the prick that wants one, I'll mm -hmm. just go and get my spleen out on there. And if I get banned for a bit, then so be it. But then nobody has to have their head twisted around. And I don't go home in a shitty mood either usually, so it's good. If I just need to say something, instead of writing to a thousand people individually and wasting a fortune on stamps, I can just say you are a dick end on there and you can uh, make your own mind up whether I'm talking to you or not. It's great. That's what it's for. Nobody wants to see pictures of your nauseating kids in there going back to school uniforms. Nobody wants to know if you've bought a new Merc or you've moved into a bigger house than all your mates. Nobody wants any of that. Oh. It's like those American round robin things they put in the Christmas cards. All those mm. bloody... Public relationships on Facebook as well, where they're always like, oh, you know, love you so much, baby. And like yeah. kissy, kissy, hug, hug, and everything like that. Like, that relationship has problems. Mm. If it's being Spousal communication, that's another acted one. Acted out in public on Facebook. Talking to the wife or the husband in the same house via Facebook, that, to me, is reason enough to go around with a fire axe and take the front door down and just... <laughs> It's the most vom-inspiring waste of my life. Is that when it comes into my news That's feed? I weird. Am I actually mates for you two? Anyway. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm. I mean, my wife lurks upon Facebook these days, mm. but she does it for uh, odd running things and um, some education curriculum sharing stuff I don't even know if she uh, uses her own name or that she calls herself something odd like most teachers well, do to avoid being I, lifted by um, I tried to make a second account um, I tried to make oh. it in my dad's name so I could just yeah. use it for truck and driver and have like 10 people on it 
And I think it wouldn't let me do it. You need another phone. Yeah, you need you a burner phone to do that. You can't need a, uh, you need a second phone to do it. I'm like, I'm bollocks. I've got an old Samsung A6 or something in there with a slightly knackered keyboard, but I reckon I could get it to work enough, but I'm not even sure. If you just a, need well, a gift gaff sim, basically. It should, it should work on Wi-Fi if I switch it on, yeah. maybe. You just need I a thought, gift gaff sim card and then you're away. Go and do that and then I was and like, you're up and running. But there are experts in this field who will who will consult for a minimal pay. Like you've got to think of the most banned people you know on Facebook, and I can think of one particular man who uh, is a legend at this called uh, well, no, Mr. Gary, Mr. Gary Mitchell, former bin man extraordinaire and now uh, race car transporter. <laughs> Gaza gets banned about twice a day on average and uh, usually he's back home before tea, so he's your man. Do you want a porn story to finish off? Yes, I always like a porn story. Hi, crack on. the best thing for that? Yeah. I, got mm. sent an e- I got sent an email the other day. Hang on, was, my bloody was... silly earphones have dropped out with the excitement of hearing porn story. Hang on. Right, go on. Once upon a time, there was a very red-blooded tipper driver who um, would always go on about his exploits with women in the canteen and out and about the road. He's one of these guys, and they're like, hmm, yeah. None of that ever happened, probably. But anyway, he was out one day, and he decided to clean out the cab of his tipper after quite some time. And... He went to go and empty all his stuff into a bin and a lay-by, and this was in about sort of 2003, so we were at the genesis of DVD pornography, which yeah. was an exciting new era. Stop rustling. I'm tangled. Tangled what? Bloody silly earphones. Hang on. No, I found it. Sorry, it fell out. Oh. It was through the steering wheel. Right, sorry. Uh, 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 our protagonist went and emptied his truck cab out into a wheelie bin and a lay-by, and he found um, a DVD case in the bin, and he thought, you beauty, because DVD um, smut was a rare and prized commodity back in the early days of DVD. <laughs> there used to be guys, oh. there'd be these guys that would come around with suitcases, like, you want to look at any deals that we've got and everything, and it would, they would have a suitcase full of like pirate DVD naughty videos, and it was like, it was in... Exciting times because the previous generation of all that was like fifth fifth recordings of VHS, fuzzy things, just terrible. And all of a sudden it was in glorious technical on. But anyway, he thought, I've got a DVD player and I've just found some dumped pornography in a bin. So he got home and his wife had gone up to bed early, quiet night, downstairs, kitchen roll under his arm, and he goes and puts the DVD in to go and watch Bald and Barely Legal, and it comes up. HGV tyre safety, do's and don'ts. (laughs) Oh, yeah, keep going, I'm nearly there. Go on, don't stop now. Come on. Uh, So he quickly realises the video, uh, Bald and Barely Legal refers to truck tyres, and that's what he got himself all set up for, you know. And that was his bald and barely legal adventure. And that 
was sent in to me by a reader who will remain anonymous and I'm contemplating printing it in the magazine next month because I don't care anymore. <laughs> Excellent. We haven't had any filth for a while, have we? Not really, no, but people still go on about that bloody episode about the porn that was dumped in some hedges, and I don't even remember oh. what one it was. Back in the mists of time. Back in the mists of lockdown and just... I don't remember. People get in touch. I've been binge-watched. I've binge-watched. Well, I've binge-listened your whole podcast, and I'm like, there's 57 episodes of it. Yeah, I've been listening to it constantly for the past three days. And I'm like, do you like have a Scottish accent now? I'm like, How? and it's, it's great. When's the next episode coming out? And I'm like, bloody hell. Thanks very much for the support. It's truly humbling that we've managed to go and keep this going all this time. All the same, you know, the best episode, the best episode that cracks everybody up and we're talking about people dumping things in the hedges. So, <laughs> there you go. There's, some, there's something a bit pure. Out. Anyway, we could ramble on all night with you in your weird dressing gown and, and me surrounded by darkness and lettuce. Um, I'm going to... Yeah, my weird dressing gown. It's, it really is, isn't it? I can't screenshot yeah, cookie that. Monster eyes and the, oh. Cookie Monster eyes on the hood, see? Yeah, I've screenshotted that. I've got you, you bastard. Yeah. The Xanax is really kicking in now. We need to go. <laughs> right. I shall be in touch because I've got that Scania on Friday and the following Friday you've got that Volvo. Hooray! Hoorah, yeah. Right. And that'll be That's up to just... insurance as well, I imagine, because it's a new one. Oh, yeah, it's Volvo. Aye. They just turn up and leave you, and it's on their insurance. Volvo are brilliant. There's no Marvelous. agreements or anything. It's just hand it over. It's not like Scania or, um, or DAF, where they're wanting, it. they're wanting rental agreements and demonstration things signed out. Volvo just give you the thing. It's great. <laughs> yeah, well, DAF didn't get any insurance for that fortnight because it was insured on there so I thought well I'm, I'll be bugging if I'm insuring it twice and that Scania I had to insure unfortunately but it was a fortune because my insurance company seemed to have latched onto this demo thing it was I don't know if it's like an old demo that's worth less in your own truck and it's got yep, the same exactly. I rang them up and said it's worth nine grand I need it for seven days they charged me 252 quid my annual policy is two six, hmm. so it was ten percent for a week. The bastards. Right, Chris. So catch up with you in due course. Aye, knee bother. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, hundred percent for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.